Ancient of Days, we give you praise this morning. We thank you for gathering us at your feet, Lord. We thank you for the privilege of participating together with you in the end time harvest. We thank you, O God, for giving us the equipment we need to finish the task of this end time. We thank you for your saints that have gone ahead. We thank you for all the foundation they have laid, O God. This morning we pray that you set fire to our hearts, Lord. Give us fire to go out into the streets, into the corners, into the alleys, into the dark corners, O God. Everywhere that Jesus plans to visit, O God. Set fire to our hearts to carry this gospel of salvation into those dark areas, Lord. For darkness is only a place where the light of God has not come. Use us to dispel all such. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Good morning, church. Well, welcome. God bless you. Good morning, sirs. We thank God for... On behalf of the Teens Church, we are very grateful. Um, the Teens and the facilitators, we want to convey our gratitude to the church for this opportunity of fellowshipping with us in this format of a Teens service. We are grateful. Thank you very much. It's good to see your faces again. Amen. Teenagers, can you tell them thank you? Again, hallelujah. <laughs> so please just relax in God's presence. Calm yourselves down. The Lord is set to stir up a few things in our hearts today. Mindful of our time and the word evangelism, we just want to trust the Lord this morning to remind us of a field that is very easily forgotten. So our topic this morning is, Go ye, church on the street. But the question is, how shall they hear without a preacher? The Lord will help us to be those preachers in the name of Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ is not asking us to do what he has not done. Amen. It's only the Pharisees and the scribes. The, Jesus was telling the people, don't mind those guys. The things they are telling you to do, just listen to it and do it. But don't copy their lives. Amen? Because they say things that you should do which themselves have not done. And may that not be a portion in the name of Jesus. The Lord has reminded us in the prophecy that the lives of the people in our families are more influenced by the things we do over and above the things we say. Amen. Ultimately, our behavior will gravitate to our convictions. So to tell a man's conviction is not to listen to his words. No, not necessarily. Just observe him. And who better to observe us than the children who have grown up for years and years in our houses? they eventually become a reflection of our deepest convictions. Amen. So it's not the words you say in your home. Calm down. It's not by shouting or flogging. It's the way you 
The way you what now? The way you live your life. Hallelujah. The Bible says concerning bro Ezra, that he prepared his heart to study the law of God and to do it. And then to teach Israel to do the same thing. Don't mix up the sequence. It starts from our own hearts as parents and guidance and young people to the word of God, to our lives, and then to teaching it. May the Lord help us as we do this in the name of Jesus. The Bible says in our text, Romans chapter 10, 14 to 15. Please, can we all flip quickly to that place? Romans chapter 10, 14 to 15. Romans chapter 10, 14 to 15. Romans 10, 14 to 15. The Bible says, How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? I want us to take note of those words. And then, how are they to hear without someone preaching? I think that is the critical question we are considering this morning. And the Bible says in verse 15, And how are they to preach unless they have been sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Brethren, we have already been sent. Amen. Please, can you say, I have already been sent. Please say, God sent me. Please say it convincingly. Say it as if you are convinced about it. Say, God has sent me into the streets. Amen. Today we are talking about the streets. Maybe there's another session for the workplace, the marketplace. But today is strictly for the streets. Amen. Amen. And how many of you know the streets are not smiling? Amen. The young people understand what I'm saying. The streets are not smiling. In the streets, if you don't have change, don't enter the bus. Because even if the trip is 50 naira and you have 1,000, they can go with the whole money. Amen. The streets are not smiling. You see, but Jesus loves them. Most of the miracles we read about in the Acts of Apostles did not happen inside the church. Where did they happen? On the streets. So where did we get this type of Christianity? That healing can only occur inside the church or inside crusade. Where did we get this type of anointing that can only function when somebody is playing piano inside church? The Bible says that the shadow of the apostles were healing people. They will carry handkerchief from the apostle and go and heal somebody inside church. No, it was in the streets. Where did they meet bad Jesus? On the streets. Simon the sorcerer. On the streets. The experiences that God uses to build our robust faith should occur in the streets. This place is just a training ground. Amen. We should not come into church and get buried. Church is just to get us prepared. A lot of people feel a sense of accomplishment. And I felt that when I joined this church. You know, when I moved to Enugu, <laughs> I attended, I don't know, maybe up to 20 churches. I don't know. Does anybody share my experience? Aha! 
was just going from church to church looking for where I will feel at home. A small family church that the children's church, they know what they are doing because that's my concern. The children's church. So when I came, I said, oh, thank you, Jesus. I have found a green grass. There's a danger to now relax. Oh, I attend a Bible-believing church. I attend a church where the word of God is preached. I attend a church where they don't do motivational speaking. They just preach the raw word of God. In Oluzie Bawa, January, you are sitting in church. February, you are sitting in church. March, you are sitting in church. You know what they are asking in heaven? I thought that sister has been trained enough. Not even one soul. He's still enjoying the church. May that not be a testimony in the name of Jesus. This church is a training ground where to be trained to then go out into the world where the harvest is. And may the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. The question is, what kind of things are going on in the streets? What kind of people are in the streets? Believe you me, my brethren, when you go into the streets, it's not the kind of people in this church that you see in the streets. Amen? The people you see in the street, they may not dress like some of the teenagers are dressed. Oh, can you clap for the teenagers? God bless you. God bless you. <laughs> Hallelujah. They may not cover their entire body, the people in the streets. According to the United Nations Organization for Drugs and Crime, 14.3 million Nigerians aged 15 and above were habitually using drugs in 2018. 14.3 million. And these drugs included cannabis. You know the one that is cannabis? Mary J. Amen. Amen. Mary J. They are smiling. I'm seeing them. Don't worry. I know my people. And my people know me. <laughs> Cocaine. Tranquilizer. Sedatives. Tramadol. Codeine. And then dexamethophan and all the things in cough syrup. 14.3 million Nigerians. This is 2018 survey. So I'm sure it has gone higher by now. Look at your streets. Or don't you know where they will end? 19% of all teenage girls, this is from the National Demographic and Health Survey, aged 15 to 19, became pregnant in 2018. In other words, one in five of all our teenage girls in this country got pregnant in 2018. That's an epidemic. Teenage pregnancy, of course, she has to drop out of school. The child will be born. The child may be thrown away. Or if they decide to keep the child, you know the level of disadvantage because family will chase them out. Oh, school will not allow them. And they will start from a childhood age to start living the consequences of a cold church. Of a church that refused to reach out to them. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. 
concerning the LGBTQI plus community in Nigeria. You don't know what they mean? I know you know. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, and plus. Plus is for amen, their brothers and sisters. The definitions are more than 90. I'm not joking. I'm telling you. The community is growing in Nigeria. We are talking about the streets. Amen. Now, they now have WhatsApp groups where once you identify as being lesbian or gay or transgender, they will include you in those WhatsApp groups or Telegram groups. Their aim is to make sure that none of their members is a fallout or a riffraff in society. They give them jobs, top jobs in banks. They give them jobs in the corporate world. Many of you listening on the internet, I'm aware you are listening and I know you know what I'm saying. Amen. And I'm saying it boldly because Jesus is here to help you. These are the people that are on the streets. Make no mistake, these numbers I'm calling out, they are not just statistics. Some of them are in your homes, if you don't know. Some of them may be your classmates in this school. Some of them walk into your office in UNTH and Park Lane. You encounter these people on a daily basis. But if you don't have the mind of a harvest, you are going to miss a critical opportunity to reap the ready souls for God. Who are the people on the streets? In 2012, we had something we call Nigerian Idol. Amen. We all know about Nigerian Idol. So, there were so many good singers. One particular lady was singing so well. She would sing. She would twist her body, twist her body. People would say, you are a performer. You have it. You are the Nigerian idol. On the final day of the idol, she sang one fella song. Fella called Zombie. Amen. And you know how the guy used to dance? She was dancing like that. They were hailing her. Oh, great. You're singing fantastic. One of the judges adopted her as his adopted daughter. Oh, because the, the lady lost her father at a very young age. And the judge is Charlie Boy. You know Charlie Boy? He adopted the lady as his adopted daughter. And you know how it is to make it in the music industry in Nigeria? You have to get mixed with drugs, sleeping around with all sorts of producers, all sorts of rough life. But there was somebody on the streets... So when today she sings, Men may not understand How far you've brought me They may not understand Jesus, Omeka Naya I want... Yes, she's the one. There was somebody on the street that could look away from the drugs, from the sleazy dressing, to reach out to her. I want to ask, how many of these harvests are passing through us every day, but we are blind, we, can, we cannot see them? Amen. Amen. Again, there was Nigerian Project fame. Produced another sister, still from the East. She sang all sorts of things, mixed up with all sorts of crowd. Recently, I saw her testimony on Facebook. Who knows what I'm talking about? Oh, yes. 
Amen. Sister Chidima is back, yo. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. What does he show? How can they hear? Except somebody preaches to them. Young people, what of your classmates? Some of your classmates are already experimenting in their secret life. You know the devil, he knows how to catch people young. It's as if he can see the future of what they can become. And he just wants to destroy that potential at an early age. And many times we Christians, we are caught on the size of criticism. We are criticizing. We go around, we see these people, we are criticizing. They, they are smoking. They are smoking in their hemp. Even where you are building your house, the people working for you, if you come there, you see the empty bottles of things. That thing was not poured out as a drink offering. He entered into somebody's belly. Amen. I got to some place. There was the head of the builders. They call him pastor. And I looked. I saw those green, green bottles. I said, very good. Pastor. He said, yes. I said, come. I said, did you do fellowship this morning? He was looking down. I said, but you are pastor. He said, oh God, you know, we need to start working. I said, okay. When you finish at the end of the day, what do you do? You do fellowship and do altar call. You do fellowship and do altar call. There's no excuse. You heard the thing saying it this morning. If we don't go out into the streets, one day the streets will come to... Oh, they're already coming. Shabby, you know. You saw part one last year. You can see it's building up again. Let's keep staying in our cozy houses. Let's keep falling in love with the things God has blessed us with. Let's keep falling in love with our jobs, with our schedules. Let's not go out into the streets. One day, the streets will come to you. And that harvest we did not go out to harvest will rot in and smell and the smell will drench all of us together. May God forbid in the name of Jesus. It has been said repeatedly that where Nigeria is today is as a result of a work that the church didn't do many years ago. We were down south playing church. We didn't go and take over. We were building empire. One million seat auditorium. That's good. That's good. The revival of the end time. There's no space that can contain the harvest coming in. But we left a ready harvest. Now the harvest are chago, lesianesi, and we want to run away. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. Those who watch football, I wanted to show a picture. There's somebody called Alison, Alison Becker. Young people, do you know Alison? Alison Becker. He's one of the best goalkeepers in the world. He's the goalkeeper of Liverpool Football Club. So recently, Alison led Feminio to Christ. How many of us know Feminio? Roberto Feminio? They are both Brazilians. They also play for Liverpool. These are world-class footballers. They are not mediocre in anything. They carry the Champions League, so they are the current Champions League champions. They are the current EPL champions. Alison led Feminio to Christ and baptized him in his house. In Alison's house in Liverpool, there is a baptismal font. You see, the day we'll get to heaven, there are some people that when they are coming, angels will be rejoicing. Some of them are footballers. You know a footballer called Kaka? Ricardo Kaka. Do you know how many souls he won? Only in that Brazilian national team. 
we don't have any excuse. We don't have any excuse. But the problem we face is the everyday people we meet, we don't recognize that they are ready harvests for God to take. So what is our challenge of not going out? I wish this was a Bible study so that we can all share. What are the challenges that are making us not to go out? For me, number one is lack of encounter. I feel that when Christians don't have encounter, it's impossible for them to preach, no matter how much you cajole them. But you see those that have encounter. Aya. What you just strike a small matches, bam! They remember where the Lord brought them from. We remember the two men that were going to Emmaus that time. The Bible said they were going to a village, you know, some distance from Jerusalem. They were going to sleep there. And a man joined them. The man was talking to them gently. You know, ought not the Savior to suffer these things already prophesied and to actually die on the cross? He was this, when they got to the village, they broke bread. And immediately they broke bread. Vam! Their eyes were open. They say, Kai! This was the Lord. Oh my! You know what they did? They didn't sleep in that village. Remember they were going to sleep. They now turned back that night and started doing what? Going back to Jerusalem. There's an encounter you have. It will change the direction of your life. If you meet this man of Calvary, you will have fire to preach. Some of us, we have an old encounter. It's old. Even though you can rekindle it, but you can desire a fresh encounter. Amen. Oh yes, it happened to Elijah. You can desire a brand new encounter. Say, Lord, I need a fresh oil for this new wave. As we begin to tie up, some of us are very busy. Busy, 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 busy. You know, the Lord spoke to us, I don't know, last two Saturdays on May 1st, when the Bible says that the laborers are few. It's true, the laborers are few, but actually, many of the laborers are busy. So you can actually say the laborers are, are busy. Busy doing what? There's that painful scripture in First King chapter 20. And first, I know we know it, but let's just look at it again. Can we all flip to First Kings chapter 20, 39 to 40? <laughs> first Kings chapter 20, verse 39 to 40. Maybe we allow two people read it as we begin to prepare to pray. First King chapter 20, 39 and 40. I read in Jesus. I read in Jesus' name. And it says, Now as the king passed by, he cried out to the king and said, Your servant went out into the midst of the battle, and there a man came over and brought a man to me and said, Guide this man. If by any means he is missing, your life shall be for his life, or else you shall pay a talent of silver. While your servant was busy here and there, he was gone. Then the king of Israel said to him, So shall your judgment be, 
you yourself have decided it. God bless you. <laughs> because of our time, I think we'll make do. Why your servant was busy where? Here and there. Because give me here and there. That's <laughs> round and round the pepper tree, no climbing. People of God, activity is not productivity. Oh. That you are busy doesn't mean that you are productive. For example, January to April, how has my life weighed in the balance of heaven? It was said concerning a king. They say, mene, mene, take care. You, you have been weighed. Hey, weigh, go gi. And you have been found wanting. Do you know if we look at you, you are, you are still busy. Even though heaven is saying, you are wanting. Busy doing, okay, you are busy, but you babbed your hair. Amen. You babbed your hair. I want to ask, the barber that babbed you, is he born again? Okay, so like this, my hair, for example, the barber that, there's a way you talk to barbers. Maybe they're playing loud music and people are there. You can just, when they finish, and you pay, you say, come out, put a good in the long way. He comes out, and he say, one now, he has seen you. You drove to the barbing saloon. You paid him maybe 1,000. He gave you change. So you are not a beggar. And you call him out. And you tell him, there's something. This, we were busy here and there. And the man was gone. I want to ask you. The Kepe people that carry you. The Keke riders. The last one that carried you, was he born again? We don't know. Maybe we didn't ask. You know, the last keke that carried me in Orca, maybe it's these examples that just come to mind. You know, immediately I entered. Oh my God, there was so much darkness in that keke. First of all, he was wearing a hood. He was indeed, you know, the Orca has been somehow, there have been a lot of killings, you know cult related. That's the security report. But we don't know for sure. Anyway, so I enter. I sense darkness. I, I'm almost shedding tears when he's driving. I'm almost crying for his soul. When he dropped me, I paid him. I said, nah. My spirit is telling me that you are in big trouble. He switched off his keke, brought out his key, and just, as if he just collapsed into his chair. My spirit is telling me that your life is in danger. And that, that trouble may take your life. He says, sir, are you a pastor? I said, no. I brought one pastor. It's just that my spirit is telling me that you are in trouble. The guy begins to cry inside Keke. I asked him, Kedafa Gonyebuchi, what's the surname he said? Where are you from? We talked. As I sense there's danger all around you. He says the kind of trouble he's in now. That if God does not help him, he will not survive. We were busy here and there, and the man was gone. I don't know the excuse you have. People come to meet you in the hospital. That's the street. You meet people. They told us in January, venerable, that whenever you enter a bus, compare it to Philip that has joined a chariot. Philip did not enter chariot and started discussing as now man you with the uh, uh, the chariot driver. How is Queen Candace of Ethiopia? Oh, he made you the head eunuch. Wow, did you enjoy your trip? No! 
He said, understandest thou what thou readest? The guy said, how can I understand? And the Bible says, starting from that scripture, he expounded the whole gospel to him. Next time you enter a bus, see, you can make it even if it's once a week. You can make it even if it's once a week. A brother in Lagos, he put up on Twitter, I don't know if I've shared this testimony, for his 21st birthday, he said he preached in 21 buses in Lagos. He went up to Joe Eleba, you preach, preach, preach. <laughs> the question is, how can they hear? Except somebody tells them. Another challenge is lack of prayer strategy. Lack of prayer strategy. Do you know if you don't have a strategy, so will it be so difficult? But if you have a strategy, you can gain conversation at any moment at all. You can gain conversation at any time at all. And it doesn't matter who the person is. God will give you wisdom to penetrate. Early this year, for example, I was praying. Where I work, we do a lot of trainings. A lot of trainings. Every time we are training people. And God was saying, in those you are training, young people feel the whole heart and say yes. I said, ah, ah, that's crusade now. I said, Lord, the commissioner is doing this. I said, my friend, that's your platform. I said, thank you, sir. So he got to this COVID vaccination. I was in charge of training the dependent monitors. I said, Lord, that thing is started today. He said, yes, let's go. Brethren, I told the office, any training plan you are drawing in the agenda, just put closing prayer, 10 minutes, Dr. Ebuka. That's all I need. Closing prayer, 10 minutes. That's all. At least everybody that comes to the training will know. He said, leave the children to come to me, oh. Leave the children to come. For their angels are always before my father's presence. Amen. Hallelujah. So when we were doing the independent monitors training, towards the end, I began to tell them, oh, I see there's a lot of royalty in this hall. You know young people, they were like, which royalty? I said, I see governors, I see presidents, president's wife, I see ministers, they say, yeah. <laughs> young people, I say, I see great men and women. And you feel it in your heart that you are called for greatness. They started coming down. But I told them that destiny is at the mercy of decision. Do you know that? And there's a man of God that said this, and I said it to them. When you are born, they say you look like your parents, right? But by the time you are dying, you will look like your decisions. In other words, destiny is at the mercy of decision. By the time I said this, everywhere was calm. And I told them, the greatest decision you can make is to give it to this man. Jesus Christ. What else is the gospel? That God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself and not imputing people's sin against them. And he said, now, it's as if we are beseeching you on Christ's behalf. Be ye reconciled unto God. That's all. Ministry of reconciling people to God. That's all there is. My daughter was asking me, what if you pray for somebody and the person is not healed? I said, ah, are you the healer? She said, no. Are you Jehovah Rapha? She said, no. But I will feel somehow. I said, okay. We went to that place. God told Moses to raise his hand over the sea. And the Bible says, Moses raised the rod. And God did what? Divided. It was not Moses that divided. Your job is to do what? 
lay your hands, cast out the sickness. Do you know we were in that training, and one guy, he has a big guy, he came late. But, you know, somebody top in government referred him to be trained. You know how these things happen. The list is already complete before we start. <laughs> he came with his swagger, fried hair. He came late. People started, ah, blah, blah, blah. why did you come late? I just kept quiet. I said, my friend, go into that hall. We'll see you later. He noticed I was the boss, so he went in and sat. I cornered him. I said, what's going on? He said, what do you mean? You know, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Prophecy is activated when you are preaching the gospel. Amen. So, as I just asked him, what's, 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 what's troubling you? He says nothing. That they told him a different venue. He went to this. He went to, he didn't know he was in Chicago. Blah, 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 blah. I said, okay. The Lord just told me, ask him, how are his parents? So I just asked him, how are your parents? He says, I lost my father when I was two. Before he finished it, tears had already filled his eyes. That he lost his father when he was two years. Ay, 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 ay. Meanwhile, there's another father in heaven that can care for him even more than the earthly father. Before he finished that statement, tears were all over his face. It's still an ongoing work with him. But God is bringing him closer. All I'm saying is that these people are all around us. All we need is to take personal responsibility for this harvest. If you pray and have a prayer strategy, God will give you a strategy like he gave me inside that your work, inside that your everyday life, that you can use to be winning souls. You must start in prayer. You must start in prayer. There's the great commandment, which is go ye. There's the great command, uh, the great commission, which is go ye. The great commandment is love. And then the great empowerment is what? It's the Holy Spirit himself. Hallelujah. The Lord will help us in the name of Jesus. One other key challenge I see in the house of God is lack of urgency. What did I say? We lack the sense of urgency of the end time. That's one thing that pains me with my children in the morning. <laughs> they can bath themselves. They can dress up by themselves. But, if you tell the big two to go and brush their teeth, they'll be gisting on the way to get toothpaste. I'm telling you. They'll start discussing. Discussing. And they don't know the urgency of school bus. They don't get it. You know, but I do because when they finish, mommy has to go to work. If it's a Monday, I have to go to Oka. And we hurry them. A lot of Christians have lost the sense of urgency of hellfire and heaven. A lot of people, we look at them and we say, ah, these people are, they are well put together. They are just, eh, don't look at people's altar. Anybody that does not have Christ is in crisis. No matter how rich or well, even if he's your director in the ministry. Anybody that does not have Christ, guy and so his life is in deep crisis, you will never know. There's a man, an international celebrity, he's called Anthony Bourdain. I don't know if we know him. He's a master chef. He has cooked in all sorts of... He was running a program in CNN. He called Paths Unknown. If you remember CNN, Anthony Bourdain, Paths Unknown. So he travels to different parts of the world 
cooking different food, eating different food. Do you know, brethren, all of a sudden, one day we put on TV. They say he hanged himself in his room. That's a millionaire. There's something the devil is doing in this generation. He's filling the hearts of men with, with depression. With thoughts of isolation. My life is useless. Before you know it, pam, suicide. Please reach out. Please reach out. A lot of people you see that are dressing well, they are crying inside. They are weeping inside. They are crying. They are asking, can anybody just help me? And we are the people that have Christ. But we are not helping, my brethren. Please, can you make a decision on the streets? There's a vulcanizer on your street that pumps your tire. Is that guy born again? Is he born again? That's the aim. So the day we went to the streets, as the testimony has been shared, um, the last one we went to was this nearby, you know, area around railway quarters. And we were just sharing. You know, it pleased the Lord that through the foolishness of preaching, that's the way. You saw it if you confess. The Bible already says that everyone that calls upon the name of Jesus will be what? will be saved. But the question is, how can they call on him when there's nobody to tell them to call? That's where we come in. And brethren, I want to challenge you to take personal responsibility for the harvest. A lot of souls are going to perish if we do nothing. When you will enter heaven, will there be celebration? Will God celebrate or will the man of Calvary not reap benefit from your life? You come and be telling him you were the youngest lawyer. You saw that guy in the drama. He was dancing. You know he was dancing all to this place. He still didn't recognize that he was in heaven. May that never be our portion in the name of Jesus. May we not be carried away by the sophitings. May we not become so addicted to the things God has given us. That we now prefer the blessing to the blesser himself. Young people, look at your hostels. Look at your classes. I want to challenge you to be a voice for God in that place. This campus, for example, is so small. You see this campus? This campus is so small, yet it's so big. Yet it's so big. We need to overrun this place with the gospel. And it's you, the young people, that will do it. The school where you are, a lot of things, to the glory of God, have preached in their classes. And make sure you preach in your class. If you're a teenager here and you've not preached in your class, get up and do it. Jesus is coming soon. Don't you understand? How will you feel if your neighbor is in hell and you are entering heaven? Or some of you, maybe even your brother or your sister. What will you say that you didn't tell them you were shy? What is shy? What do you mean shy? Jesus Christ carried the cross naked through central business districts in Jerusalem. That Via Dolorosa. He went through the market. He didn't go through the corner. Women, people that came for pilgrimage from all over the world saw him naked. That's God himself. What is shame? 
They were beating him. He couldn't carry it at a point. He fell down. What do you mean shame? Cast away all the shame. Cast away low self-esteem. If you are ashamed of Jesus on earth, when before his father, he had already said it, he would be so ashamed. And it doesn't matter your position in church. It doesn't matter the position you attain in society. Don't live your life majoring on the minor things. Focus mostly on the things that will count in the final analysis. Sometimes it can be our own challenges that hinder us from going out into the streets. And the devil is also an expert in doing this one. The devil is also an expert in making us feel that our challenges are unsurmountable. That God has deserted us in the midst of challenges. Let's just sing a song. During the week, the news broke about one of the fathers, that they are Deboye, that he lost his 42-year-old son. It was very painful to me. I think it was on Wednesday or Thursday. Wednesday, right? On Friday, I saw the man on Facebook Live. He was conducting his normal prayer. He was singing, You are the mighty God, the great I am. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You are the mighty God, the great I am. Hallelujah. losing his 42-year-old son. No matter the challenge you are facing, you should never silence your voice. As I'm saying to you, I'm also speaking to myself. Don't let the devil convince you that the Lord has abandoned you because of small trial you are passing through. No, he has not. It may be the challenge of admission. It may be the challenge of getting a job. You know how frustrating it is to finish graduating and not get a job. And the devil is telling you, you see, if you don't sleep with that manager, you will never get this job. Hey! I'll tell you, my sister, the devil is giving you an imitation of an original gift God has prepared for you if you stay with him. If you stay with him. No matter the challenge you are facing, child of God, God is still with you. Don't let it deter you from preaching the word of God. The things referred to Nick Vujicic, the guy that was born without any limbs at all. He stands on his thumb, you know, he stands on his waist to preach the gospel. He doesn't have legs nor arms. He's preaching the gospel. You know how many thousands of people he has God has used him to rescue from suicidal tendencies. They also refer to Franny Cosby. One of the greatest hymnists that wrote many of the hymns we enjoy today. You cannot be silent. Church, let's take the gospel into the streets. In case you are here and you have lost the hunger, the passion for souls, that's what we are going to pray as we close this morning. 
We are going to pray, Lord, restore my passion for souls. Lord, restore in me the passion for souls. Don't make me comfortable keeping quiet and my neighbors don't know. Don't let this my new status as pro, you know the promotion you gave me let it not become the impediment to my sharing the gospel. Oh, I remember sharing the gospel brings a lot of joy. <laughs> we wrote so winning targets, or rather, I wrote this year. First week, second week, third week, and so you know why? Oh, Target rich, we rich. So one day, God, you know, used my wife. She went to her office. So where she walks before she comes, usually women are gathered plenty. So, but God prepared her that day. Objade Maria, sharp threshing instrument. And she ditched the word of God. And people gave her lives. People gave their lives to Christ. And when she came home and told me, I said, "Babe, be could remember that our target is a family target, so please." why? I was struggling. This person just collected. I say, God, please, we are doing collabo. It's family, sir. It's family. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of the souls, you know, from many years ago. You know, one of them now is in Lagos. He has a thriving medical lab science outfit. He has gone to Capro Training School in Jos. The last time I was in Lagos, I spoke to him. He said he wants to now go into Iraq. This is just on the streets, just randomly in a boy. I remember the day he gave his life to Christ. The other one is almost now like a pastor in Portacourt. This guy was already mixing with cultists. A lot. If you do nothing, that soul will perish. He said, if I'm bringing trouble to a land and the watchman does not sound his alarm, what will happen? I will punish the, the land will be overtaken. I will punish the land, but I will require the blood from the watchman. And he says, Son of man, I have made you a watchman unto the house of Israel. Watchman, can you now blow your trumpet? The night is past. The day is coming. Yet your trumpet is not blown. When will you blow your trumpet? Look at the things you share on WhatsApp. share na WhatsApp. Is God proud of those things? Scripture verses are Google. Even if you are not scaring scripture, write something now that will lift a soul. Don't contribute to the hopelessness. We know the security challenge. Don't broadcast it to cast paper. That is the terrorism itself. They use the forces of the air to cast a darkness upon the people through the media. And you are supporting that thing. Before Imakwam we be terrorists. Sharing, 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 happening now, life happening now. Meanwhile, a son of man died on Calvary. And the blood can atone your gasa. Our father, thank God, Brah Bubaka is here. The son of man that the father told him, sit down here, relax until I make your enemies your footstool. He said, No, Papa, I'm not sitting. He's in northern Nigeria appearing to Muslims. 
ask Prabhu Baka how he gave his life to Christ. The guy is in the Arab world. I mean, Jesus Christ, our own ogre. He's appearing to people in the... The guy is still in the streets winning souls. And we that are his employees, we are relaxed. Imagine that a bank manager is out there looking for customers and a marketer is sitting down in the office. Won't you lose your job? Our guy is still in the field. Is it not because I love my bed? I love my AC? I love my car? I love my job? Is that not why I'm not going for mission? Check Why are we not going to the streets? Because we are falling in love and addicted to the coziness that came as a result of the blessing that somebody preached to you. Can we just bow our heads and begin to ask God for hunger? The great Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you ask God for hunger? For passion for souls. Hallelujah. Church, can you pray? Can you pray? Can you talk to God? Say, restore my passion for souls. Can you say, restore my passion for the dying world? Restore my passion. Restore my passion. I don't want to be cold in this end time, Lord. I don't want to be a spectator, a, a bystander in this end time of my streets. This devil is collecting souls. He's driving young people into addiction, into prostitution. He's driving them into lesbianism. In my own streets, Lord, no, sir. Jesus, restore our passion. Can you pour us fresh water from heaven, Lord? Can you pour us fresh water from heaven, Lord? Lord, many hearts are thirsty, many hearts are hungry, Lord. Can you pour us fresh water? Church, I hope you're praying. If there is anything that has closed your mouth, can you ask God to uproot it right now? And when you open up a chikoluko on an office, and we're going to kill you, lead you on an office, or abarama waiba, achionu, eh eh, the Lord is the God of a second chance. Don't let guilt keep you. Run to Calvary immediately and repent. And continue the walk. We are not going to tell God we are busy here and there and the man was gone. Lord have mercy on your people, Lord. Restore our passion, Lord. Restore our passion, great God. Restore our passion, great God. Holy Spirit, no matter what you are passing through, comfort our souls and restore us. In Jesus' name we pray. I don't know if anybody here is afflicted with the spirit of heaviness. There's a lot of you feel a lot of darkness around you. A heavy spirit of depression is on you. 
the Lord will replace it with a garment of joy this morning in the name of Jesus. And is there also anybody here who has not given his life to Jesus Christ? If you've not made peace with Jesus, ah, just place your hands on your chest. As we pray this prayer, say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I submit my whole life to you. Please come and dwell in me. I want to be yours forever. I want to be yours for life. I want to serve you with all my heart, Lord. I'm tired of submitting my days to the enemy. I want to now serve you for the rest of my days. Use me, Lord. Holy Spirit divine, fill my heart. I trust you to use me. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. I don't know if you prayed that prayer. Why all eyes are closed, all heads bowed. Can you wave your hands? If you said that prayer with me, can you wave your hands? All heads bow, all eyes closed. Okay, I see a hand. God bless you for that hand. Is there any other person praying with us? Okay, please, while your hand is up, can you rise up to your feet? If you prayed that prayer, just rise up to your feet. Please, can the Bible study follow-up units um, go and meet our brother? Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for how you've been with us, Lord. We desire to carry your fire to the ends of the earth, Lord. We desire to carry your fire to the end of the earth. Send us out in the power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for feeding us. Thank you for preparing us, Lord. Starting this afternoon during World Evangelism, send us out with your glory. Set a fire in our hearts such that anybody that encountered us by mistake or by design shall encounter also the man of Calvary. We give you praise. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Bring it in the sheets We shall come with our sins